Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, after yesterday's sell-off across the board for our major indexes, we got a nice bounce back today from our markets as we finished higher across the board today and we finished either at or near the highs of the day today. So I'm sure you're surprised if you've been tuning in with us here for a while that I have the podcast today. Uh, we always joke about it. It's been a long ongoing joke for years now that Kip gets the good up days and I get the bad sell-off days. Well, that pattern has been changing a little bit here. Uh, so a little, maybe a little surprising uh, to hear me doing the podcast today, but uh, glad to be here for a nice update like we saw today. But that doesn't mean <clears throat> that the fear isn't out in full force right now. And we saw more of that today as we got the put call ratio hitting above a 1.7 for one print today. That was just before the close and we had a few other really big prints there as well. I'm going to pull this up uh, to make sure I quote this correctly for you here. But we still finished the day with a 1.62. That's the total index and equity options. Equity options almost hit a two today. That is extreme, extreme bearish readings there. Remember for this indicator, anything above a 0.7 is, is seen as bearish sentiment. So above a one, really excessive bearish sentiment and above a one and a half where we got today 1.7 that is extreme bears on steroids there type of sentiment uh again to give you some frame of reference here on just how high that is the put call, that's the highest read on the put call ratio since december of last year so certainly excessive bearish out there in the market right now at the same time now we are still seeing extreme fear in the fear and greed index we finished the day above the lows from yesterday yesterday we hit a 17 on the fear and greed index still at extreme fear mode here at a 19 today and then tonight we'll also get back the latest aaii investor sentiment survey where last week we saw a big uptick in bears with nearly 41% of the survey reporting bearish sentiment going forward. And after a rough start like we saw to the beginning of this week, there's likely to be even more bears tomorrow. But there's a major upside to that. And that's that we are contrarians here at the VRA. And as contrarians, we love taking the other side of that bet. Now, it may be too soon to say whether or not the lows are in, but we like this shift in sentiment a lot here. And I'll also point out that the timing could not be better. We just got out of the worst two-month period for the markets, August and September. And now October is known to be a crash month, but there's a chance we've already seen that to some extent. And <clears throat> we will continue to use that any weakness here in October as a buying opportunity. We're big believers in monthly dollar cost averaging here, but back to the timing of this, the timing really couldn't be better. Because our major indexes have now either hit or are still at extreme oversold on steroids here on our VRA momentum oscillators. We're seeing it just about across the board, the Dow and the S&P especially, extreme oversold on steroids. 
Uh, same thing with small caps as well. The NASDAQ has come out of it just a little bit. We've been able to stay above the lows that we saw in the NASDAQ last week. Uh, so a little bit of a bounce back there. Still would call that extreme oversold territory here. And then in a new bull market, like we see now, where we're just now coming up on one year in this new bull market, keep in mind, bull markets usually run for years. Uh, so this is the kind of indicator where you want to start buying. We even started alerting members last week that we're approaching a back up the truck kind of moment here for our markets and seeing our major indexes at extreme oversold levels only builds on our case there in the long run. Uh, and again, we see a, a great buying opportunity approaching if we haven't already reached it just yet. Like I said, a little too soon to tell, which is why monthly dollar cost averaging really can help you in decision making in your portfolio. But let's take a look at our major indexes on the day today. Good day here. Uh, again, finishing higher across the board uh, and near the highs of the day as well. The NASDAQ up 1.35% on the day to 13,236 there. Uh, just below the highs from where we started yesterday, but that's all right. Next up, the S&P 500 up 8 tenths of 1% to 4,263. Also, I'll point out here, so good to see tech leading, obviously, with the, with the NASDAQ up 1.35%. Also, really good to see the semis leading tech, which is exactly what you want to see with the semis up 1.5% on the day-to-day. -day. After that, we had the Dow Jones up just under four tenths of 1% to 33,129. And finally, the Russell 2000 managing to get positive just before the close, finishing up one tenth of 1%, just over that to 1,729. Also, kind of jumping around here a little bit, forgive me, but uh, if you tuned in to any financial mainstream media today, I just caught a headline before I came on to this podcast. Um, well, I saw it this morning, I guess, but that the Dow had now turned negative on the year. And then they talked about the big swing we saw in the Dow today. The Dow today. At one point, we were down 130 points, finished up 127 points on the day today. So nice turnaround there. But here's a great reason why you can't listen to the financial media headlines. From the October 13th lows of last year, which, as I just said, that's when we called the new bear market, and that's when we began buying aggressively here at the VRA, the Dow is still up 15.5% from the October 13th lows. So year-to-date returns may make for good headlines, but it, Charles Payne points this out a lot as well. I really appreciate him for doing it. Who invests like that? Who just buys at the beginning of the year and says, oh, all right, well, I'm done. No one. No, nobody does that. So really, when you see headlines like that, you have to know it's just media hype, a uh, little bit of scare tactics in there too. And sometimes it helps really to zoom out and see the full story. As I reported on that here as well, they were talking about the S&P last week uh, <clears throat> and how much it had pulled back. And then you look back to the October lows. And I'm going to run this again right now just to see where we are today. After reporting on it last week, we're still up over 20% from the October lows of last year in the S&P. So again, it's good to zoom out from time to time 
and get a little perspective on how far we've come in the last year. I mean, the Dow up 15.5% since the October lows of last year, S&P up 20%, NASDAQ still up. Uh, I'll run this one as well, just to just double check it. Uh, from the October 13th lows of last year, and this is uh, maybe off by just a fraction of a percent here, up over 29% still since the October lows. So yes, you know, Pullbacks are always painful, but they serve as great buying opportunities as well, which is exactly what we believe this is, uh, what we're approaching as well. So I'll also point out that the 10-year yield sold off today after hitting its highest level since 2007 again yesterday. 10-year down 1.4% now to a 4.73. Now that is high compared to recent standards, but as Kip pointed out on his podcast yesterday as well, from the 1995 to 2000 bull market, the dot-com melt up, the average rate in yield, yields was 6.1%, hitting as high as 8% during that same time period. So there's nothing there that says this market can't head higher. And our review, our view may, remains unchanged here, that the Fed has overstayed their welcome by a long shot here. And now, as we see it, we're closer to the next round of quantitative easing than most analysts and Fed watchers expect here. And unless the Fed comes out and wants to change their their tune, we could be witnessing the Fed's fifth major policy error under Jay Powell, one of the worst Fed chairmen, certainly in my lifetime. So unfortunately, that wouldn't be surprising at all. Uh, we, you know, we still that does not change our bullish outlook, though. Uh, you know, quantitative easing, getting back to rate cuts, is initially not very good for the market. Uh, but that's an initial reaction. Uh, so it doesn't mean that our market can't continue moving higher from there. And that's what we believe here as well. Again, as we see it, we are in a new bull market. Uh, so looking next up here at our internals on the day, much better numbers as you would expect than yesterday's sell-off. Not stellar, but good here. Advancing stocks, beating out declining stocks. No big two-to-one beats like you would like to see, but positive for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. 52-week highs to lows were our weak spot on the day today. Uh, looks like we got a refresh here after the close. I'm not sure if that's a good print. Right at the close, I had 509 stocks hitting 52-week lows. That number looks a lot higher now um, with just 28 stocks hitting 52-week highs. So again, not good numbers. Uh, but this is a bit of a lagging indicator, as you would expect. When you've had a sell-off, more stocks are nearer 52-week lows than highs. Uh, so we'll continue to watch that here, but we do want to see that improve. Lastly, volume coming in positive for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. Next up here, let's take a look at our sector watch on the day today. We finished with nine out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day today. We were led by consumer discretionary, communication services, and tech. Our laggards on the day were energy as oil took it on the chin today. I'll get to that here more in a minute. And utilities tried to get positive earlier in the session. Uh, still continuing a little bit of that sell-off after their big down day yesterday. Finally here for today, our VRA Commodity Watch Gold, now down a quarter of a percent to 1836 
after that silver down one tenth, or excuse me, down uh, almost one percent on the day to twenty one dollars and seventeen cents an ounce. Copper now down one point one percent to three dollars and fifty eight cents a pound. And oil, as I mentioned earlier, there it's oil's biggest loss of the year today, but. Oil has come a long way uh, from the from its summer lows here. And near the end of September, we hit extreme overbought on steroids. So no surprise to see it pull back. But the big loss today was a little bit more surprising. Oil down 5.37% now to $84.44 a barrel. That's down almost $5 a barrel on the day today. And finally for today, Bitcoin. Holding strong above 27,000, up 1.2% to 27,728. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcasts every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.